0: Zero, zero, start. This is Zero, Zero, Start. A podcast where we volley back and forth to present some of the top personalities and players in pickleball. And I'm your host Ben Croft over at Just Paddles where you'll find a wide range of pickleball paddles to fit your game. All right, welcome to this episode of Zero-Zero Start Podcast. Let's talk about what we're going to see as far as rule changes to start off this new year. We're looking at five new rules, and we're going to go through all of them to change the game uh, up in 224. Now, last year had some pretty good rules. This year, they seem to have kind of found like a groove, and, they're, and they've definitely updated some that are good changes, but there's nothing huge on the list of changes for 2024 other than maybe this first one, I I think you guys would agree is, is a big one, but it still kind of leaves something up in the air. And it's basically about paddle specifications. So they're adding in some verbiage that makes it a little bit more specific of things that you cannot do to your paddle. We all saw a bunch of different testing things that happened mid match and pros and amateurs. And there was some, some definite, uh, concern about maybe things that are happening to paddles that make them more powerful or spin friendly. So what they've done is they've made things prohibited to add to your paddle, such as anti-skid paint or paint that's textured with sand, rubber particles, any material that causes additional spin, rubber, synthetic rubber, sandpaper characteristics, or moving parts that can create more head momentum to create more power or spin. So it just got a little bit more specific about no more adding things to make more spin to kind of just legitimize your paddle and, and gameplay. How do you guys feel about it?
1: Yeah, you know, I feel like some of this stuff was kind of in place already, but this just puts it officially in the rule book that that stuff's not allowed. Um, I know like the sandpaper type feeling is something that's been talked about for quite a while, but it's probably best that, you know, it, it is in the rules just to clarify that, you know, can't do that.
2: Yeah, it just solidifies kind of what is not right and what's wrong. And, yeah, I nothing really to say much about. It just puts it in, in the writing, and I think good job by the USAP.
0: Do you guys think that people were adding, like, grippy-type paint to their paddles to create more spin? Do you think this was, like, a widespread problem, or do you think this just happens every once in a while and they just stamped it in the book just to make it official?
1: That's a good question. I don't know if it's widespread, but I bet there's people out there like you could buy like spray. I'm sure there's people out there that have been spraying stuff onto their paddle to add a little bit more texture or something like that, but I've never personally ran into it. So I doubt it's widespread, but you know, I I bet it's out there for sure.
2: I'm just too nice. I don't, I, I would never think to ever do that, but I mean, people, whatever it takes to win, I guess for some people.
0: Yeah. And that's the perfect, that's your, I feel like you're the, um, the criminal that goes to the scene and just said, I don't do, I didn't do that. And everyone's (laughs) like, well, I didn't ask you if you did it, Kyle, (laughs) your admission to guilt, although you didn't admit to it is, is thick right now and heavy.
1: You caught me. Anybody playing (laughs) against Kyle, make sure you examine the paddle before just to make sure.
0: But, I I would agree with both of you is it probably happens and they just want, they just like, it's one of those things you just have to make official, like throw it in there. These are some concerns that players are having. Boom, it's done. And now if it happens, it's in the book and you can, and we can throw the book at these, at these um, grippy thieves, these point stealing gripsters. Well,
2: especially at the amateur level, it would definitely be happening if it's going to happen at all, just because it's, they're not going to be looking at, their, their paddles that that closely i guess the refs just rub it when they're when you get ready to play a match so um definitely not on the pro i would think because it's probably a little more uh in detail look at them
1: if somebody if somebody in the pros had been doing it i think we probably would have heard about it i yeah. think somebody would have uh ratted yeah. somebody out <laughs>
0: No doubt about it. You're not getting away with it in the pros. It, it If there was a problem, which I honestly, like you mentioned, don't think it was, it was definitely an amateur thing. Like, let's go rig my paddle up at, you know, from a spray from grippy spray from Lowe's or something and and see if I can play a tournament with it. But I doubt that's happening much. Yeah. All right. Number two, and this one I really like, I, and this is not in any order other than just how we, we put it in there, but. I like this one. It goes down to now it is the responsibility of the referee before calling the score to correct you if you're in the wrong position. So previous years it was, am I good? Am I okay? Are we in the right spot to the referee? And he or she would have to confirm or fix your spot. Now you go to your spot, get ready to serve, and if you're in the wrong spot, it's it's in the responsibility of, of the referee now to switch you before the score is called. I like this one a lot. Referees probably hate this one because it's going to really put extra focus on their hands. But I really like this one because I think that is, uh, that's one of the, obviously your opponents don't want to steal it from you, but it's one of those cheap points that you just don't feel as good about.
1: Yeah. I like this rule as well. I think the, I I'm pretty sure the referee is already kind of, keep track of where you're at anyways. So I don't think it's really added too much into them. I've always been curious to kind of why the pro players have to make sure that they're in the correct spot. I think this gives them more flexibility to focus on the game and not worry about that as minor as it may be. It probably is in the back of their head sometimes of, Hey, am I in the right spot? This takes any of that away allows you to focus just on the game. So I, I like it. Yeah. I'll, i I'm mixed. I like it
2: because yeah you're not getting cheap points it should be come down to the game and not you know if you're in the right spot but again it's i think it's a part of the game like you need to be focused on where you're at too i think that's a it's like you know you and your partner need to communicate and make sure you guys are on the same page and hold each other accountable and that's what you know it's that's kind of a part of the game but i i think it's overall it's good for it
0: yeah i i I could see, I guess I could see both sides. Like I could see both sides. It's like, yeah, you should know, but, and this is a super sore subject. So I don't mean to bring this up, but it's almost like a receiver looking over to the referee on the sideline, like, Hey, am I good? And they and they tell you, yeah, move up or, or move back. Sorry to bring that up
1: right now. <laughs> you just you just had to bring that up, didn't you? You just had to make that comparison. I I see you, Ben. It's okay. just
0: recent sports news.
1: <laughs> Talking about the Chiefs and Kadarius Tony, for those of you I that didn't don't it. know. I didn't say a <laughs> team.
0: I didn't say a name. You did. You brought that up.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we knew where you were going with it, Ben. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but it's almost like that, like <laughs> yeah, like it's the player's responsibility in in the NFL or any any football like hey, mm-hmm. like throw, that's why the receivers for those of you don't know throw up the thumbs up sign. They're not like, "Hey coach, I got it. Like I'm going to yep. do good this play." They're they're asking the referee like, "Am I on sides? Am I on the line? Am I good?" right? So it's his responsibility. He's confirming and then move on. This kind of t- takes the opposite effect in now it would be the referee's responsibility to be like, hey, no, move back. You're, you're in front of the line or you need to be on the line, move up, whatever it is.
2: Because I don't know if the referee already knows. Like, they're probably going to have to like memorize or write down who's starting on the left, who's starting on the right, and then, yeah, I guess based off where they're staying, yeah. I don't know if they already do that or not, but they probably have to pay a little more attention if they don't already to it. But overall, good.
0: I I think it's a good rule. I think it'll it'll take, you know, you'd hate to see like in the middle of a huge match or like a tie you know tiebreaker of a big match, someone to lose a serve that way. So I, I like this rule change. I'm I'm good with it. I, as much as you definitely need the players to be responsible for for where they're at and know where they're at, it's okay. I think I'd rather see a, a true point than than see a point taken away. And I'm sure it doesn't even happen that much anyway.
2: Oh, hey, if you switch to rally scoring, you're not gonna have that issue, right? Stay on the Mm, same side of the court.
0: Yeah, don't bring that up, because that is hot topic, and you're gonna it's polarizing. You're gonna upset so many people. But that let's bring that up at the end, because that's a good point. Yeah. And this one, Jason, I know is dear to your heart, and it's gonna it's gonna Mm. make your games, especially on Thursday, with people that aren't gonna let you get away with it, carrying or catching the ball is now a fault regardless of intention. So whether you meant to do it or not, it is a fault last years and previous years, it was up to the referee to determine whether you did it intentionally or not. And if they felt like you did not do it intentionally, it wasn't a fault. If they felt like you did it on purpose, it was a fault. Now, if you do it, it's a fault, no matter what, how bad does that hurt your game?
1: Um, It stinks a little bit. Uh, Like Kyle admitted, he doesn't actively do any of that sandpaper stuff I don't actively try to grab and carry the ball and and lacrosse it to the other side but it has happened to me a few times and I mean I get why it's being turned around because the few times that that's happened to me i mean that ball is unreturnable because that thing just flies to the other side of the court so I get it it cleans it up a little bit it's probably for the best it just I might be hurt by it a little bit more than some others because that happens to me occasionally.
2: Well, first off, if you can, if you're at the net dinking and you can grab the ball onto your paddle and slingshot it, that's impressive. I think you should have the point, but I mean, that's extremely impressive. But I mean, if you're purposely doing it, you know, it's good that, but uh, I, I've never known anyone that purposely slingshotting a, a ball. Um, but, I I mean it, it it just happens sometimes and but I mean it's it is what it is.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm kind of indifferent on this one too. It's like I don't think it's game changing. Like you said, I've never played a player that's done it on purpose and as long as it's one motion and it, you know, they acted like they were hitting the ball, I don't see why it wouldn't just stand and just be a normal shot. But what I do like about it is it's taken the it's taken it out of the referee's responsibility to determine if it was on purpose or not, because that's really hard to do. Right. It's, it's, I think it's like, almost yeah,
2: when impossible. you make something
1: just a straight up judgment call.
2: Yeah. I, I've never played a match in a tournament or rec play that it's been like three, four, five times where people are, you know, it's slingshotting off the paddle. So I don't see it as an issue for me, but I could see if someone has that shot and keeps doing it repeatedly, it could be an issue, which is this is a good rule for it.
0: Yeah, I think it's cut and dry. I think it's easy. I think it's good. I mean, it is what it is. That, that rule is just lock it in, move on, I think. Yep. All right, this is another one I think just lock in, move on. It doesn't happen often, and when it does, I think everybody on the court will agree with It, it just calls for a replay when a ball kind of dribbles over a net on a temporary net and then hits – the drooping net on the ground or, or near the ground where it, after it has gone over the net, it's basically being affected by the temporary net. Um, so shot that was clearly a mistake. It hit the net, barely dribbles over, hits the net on the bottom of the four or the drooping net kind of near the end of the court and it, and it affects the next bounce of the ball. That will just be a replay from here on out.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good play. Cause I mean, if that happens, that ball's if you can return that, that's like one in a million shot because that ball, if it hits the bottom of the net there, it's done. It's probably not going to bounce very much. So makes sense.
2: Yeah, just one of those common sense rules. Everybody
1: who's played on those temporary nets,
0: they don't they don't wanna like nobody wants to play on a temporary net, right? It's like a it's a, a must, whether you're moving the courts indoors or you're just playing on tennis courts and just shifting nets in Mm. and off the court or on and off the court. So I think that's a good one. Like, it just protects everybody. It just protects the integrity of the game. No one wants to play on droopy nets, but if you do, at least you're safe knowing that 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 won't be a point.
2: Yep. Yep, just call it right away. Hit the net. Hit the net. You're good.
0: Thanks, Kyle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the coach in me right there. (laughs)
0: it hit the net it hit the net it hit the net (laughs) yeah just hit the net twice call it a replay move on that's an easy one i think that's the good i think that's a good call and there's millions of games a day that happen on temporary nets. so that one probably happens more often than than uh than some of the other things
1: we're talking about for sure yeah
0: All right, and the last one, and this is just a feel-good one, and we can all appreciate this one, and I think we all agree to it, and all it does is a 15-minute injury timeout can now be extended if the player has any of his regular timeouts left. So your two one-minute timeouts per game are now available to be added on to an injury timeout of 15 minutes. So it can extend it up to 17 minutes. And obviously, if the player only has one, 16 minutes, if they don't have any regular timeouts, your injury timeout will remain at 15 minutes. But it just it, it uh, opens it up to possibly extended another two minutes, which I was trying to figure out how it would benefit. Like if you're hurt, you're kind of hurt. I don't know if another two minutes would necessarily help. But if you're being wrapped, if you're being attended to, like if you have to go, you know, if someone has to go get a you know your brace from the car or whatever it is that extra two minutes could be the difference between you forfeiting the match and being able to finish it which i think is a good thing
2: that's probably what they were thinking when they did this rule is something like that wrapping your knee wrapping your ankle wrapping your arm something like that because yeah it's like you said if you're if you're hurt you know it and like if you you know Pop your ankle or something like that. And it's like, oh, I don't need 17 minutes. I know right now it's, I'm not playing anymore, but yeah, just something like a, like blood or something like that, like getting that patched up. So
1: I think of like Elise Jones as this being something that's beneficial to her. Not that I've ever seen her actually take a medical timeout, but she is the one that's diving and all over the court that maybe she could use that extra minute or two, to make sure that she's bandaged up and not bleeding on the court. But yeah, I'm, I'm with to you bleed on the court. <laughs> yeah, it is an intimidation factor. That's for sure. Heck yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> I, I think that's a good one though. And it just, there's another thing too. Is like, can you imagine you're 30 seconds away from having your, like your knee completely wrapped and ready to go by an athletic trainer? And, you get forfeited because you don't have, you know, you were, you were this close, but you didn't have enough time to get it done. I think that's a good one. And, and, and I don't get why, I mean, you can take those timeouts anyway and and pause the match for two minutes as it is. So I I think that's a great one. I don't think there's anybody in the, in the pickleball space that would argue this one.
1: Nope. Just a good little uh, verification of adding to it. So good stuff.
0: What, so what do we think? The rules. There's no. Are there any that change the game? Are there any no more spin serve or you you know drop serve? Are, are there any of those big game changing rules this year?
1: No, you know I feel like this is all kind of fine tuning, um, which, like you alluded to at the start, I think is good. I think that means that we're getting to a place that we're feeling pretty good with how the rules are that just tweaking things here and there for the most part. I I think that's good for the sport that we're, we're, you know, we're finding a steady foot to, to lean on basically. I
2: think the server one will be good. Um, I know. I think that, like I said earlier, that it will, it will be good for, you know, letting the play dictate the outcome of the match, not like a three point, you know, you're the wrong server, stuff like that. So, Um, overall just like Jason said pretty good
0: yeah it it feels it feels good I mean there's with the explosion of the sport in the last two years really over anything the rules I could see have been such a crazy thing and like oh this is being taken advantage of and the spin serve is crazy and now we know we need to drop serve and there's none of this and none of that and here's the rules about the paddle they've seemed to like like you said, Jason, they've like figured out the rules are good. And then just like small tweaks here and there that aren't changing the whole dynamic Mm -hmm. of the sport, just kind of fine tuning things that may need a tiny bit of adjustment, but there's no, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to get used to this rules in there.
1: Yeah,
2: exactly. Until rally scoring comes into effect.
0: Dude, rally scoring (laughs) is going to, I feel like, People will chain the courts. The door to the courts locked. If if they change it to rally scoring and make you like present a pre, you know like present your case on why rally scoring should be, if you want to come on the court and play. It's <laughs> so polarizing. I can't imagine this happens. I I like it's. I won't say ping pong because I'll delegitimize myself. But like table tennis is rally scoring, right? I don't, mm-hmm. does, does anybody li- like rally score? At least if it now table tennis, you've just done it forever. So it's just, you just know it, right? It's ta- rally scoring and pickleball would change everything because that's, it's not what you've known and played for years and, and some people decades.
1: Yeah. I am, I'm super mixed on rally scoring as well. I like, I think there's a place for it at times and it makes sense sometimes, but. I think it changes the game drastically. At least for me, if I'm playing rally scoring, I'm typically not going to be as aggressive on shots, some shots, yeah. because I know I could lose a point. Where if you play traditional scoring where you got to serve to score, I might be more aggressive, especially like when we're on the offense, the serving side, that I might take a few more risks to to hit a winner that I wouldn't necessarily do in rally scoring because I have the freedom of not losing a point in the way it's played right now.
2: Pickleball is such a game of runs too. You just get you can get so hot pretty quickly and then it just goes up and down and up and down where yeah, it's like rally scoring. You gotta like you can't serve as hard because you gotta I mean you're losing a point if you miss your serve, where if you're serving you don't lose your point, it just goes to the next server. So you definitely gotta I, I definitely take a little caution with some of my shots rally scoring. But I like how the way it is. You know, MLP's got their events with the uh, the rally scoring, which is great. And then you do some of those. And then you do the PPA, APP, uh, World Pickleball Tour tournaments where it's regular scoring. And that's that's great too. So, yeah, I think it's good how it is. But who knows? People are always thinking stuff.
0: <laughs> Give me a shirt that says regular scoring. 2025 and i will campaign <laughs> i will campaign <laughs> for regular scoring for 2025 and beyond since we're safe in
2: 2024 and we know we know who your vote's going for next election
0: my vote is going for no rally scoring and i will die on this <laughs> all right gents such... well jason I hate to say it, but but um, w- w- I think we'll score even more points against you now that you can't win a couple sling slingshots at us. And Kyle, don't act like we're not going to test your paddle after every game <laughs> that you pull out at Chicken and Pickle on Thursdays. It's coming. <laughs>
2: it's coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, gents. Good one. Look forward to uh, look forward to playing with you with the new rules next week. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and thanks for taking the time to listen. If you haven't already, check out our other episodes. And if you've enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, we'd really appreciate if you took the time to leave a review on your favorite podcasting network. Don't forget to follow Just Paddles on social media. And if you're ever in the hunt for a new pickleball paddle, head over to justpaddles.com where you can find all the top brands with free, fast shipping every day. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.